from his studios in New York. It's time for Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, where sports meets life. Here's your host, Dan Tortora. Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on wakeupcalldt.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on mixlr.com backslash wakeupcalldt. I want to appreciate what Steve had to say. said he enjoyed the interview with Albert Reese and had some very kind words, so thank you to Steve for that. We do appreciate it. We appreciate all of our listeners and all of our viewers. If you're listening, you're listening on mixlr.com backslash Wake Up Call DT, and if you're watching, you're here on Facebook Live with us on facebook.com backslash live now DT. All of it inside of the Charney's Menswear and Tuxedo Studios. Find what fits you today at 3150 Erie Boulevard East in Syracuse, New York. We are continuing the conversation on recruiting here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora. You know that we are no strangers to the, to the recruiting trail and to players all over the country and some outside of the country. And so it's always an honor and a privilege to welcome them to the show and to follow them through their recruitment wherever they end up going and obviously hoping the best for them always. So with that being said, 2021 offensive tackle Thornton Gentry is here with us this morning. He's on Wake Up Call for the first time ever, and we're very happy to have him here on the show as he has numerous offers, including one from Syracuse, and we'll talk about all of that as well as his love for football and so much more. Thornton, how are you doing today? Doing good. How are you? I'm doing well, and, and you know, you have, you know, you, all this stuff's been going on, and it's been crazy, and we know that life has been obviously different for a lot of us, but you have a bunch of offers that have come through, and you were able to get your recruitment going before all of this, you know, obviously happened. What can you say about recruitment so far, so far for you? What do you like about it? What's been trying? How would you kind of describe your recruitment up to this point? Um, recruiting's been fun, actually. Um, most people talk about how it's stressful, but um, being able to uh, get some notice from teams that you grew up watching on TV has just been kind of a surreal thing, and being able to talk to the coaches you grew up watching on TV and seeing them coach, and now they want you to play for them, and they want to coach you, and it's kind of, it's just an awesome feeling to kind of have that. So you, you've been going through the process, and you and I spoke off the air that your your first uh, offer that you got was from Newberry. Uh, what can you, you know, bring me back into that first offer and what that offer meant to you to have somebody finally say to you, guess what? I believe in you. I believe you could play college football. So we don't, you know, just what that meant in that moment to get an offer and to know that this was going to be finally a real thing for you. You know, it's kind of a morale booster. You know, you go through all of this training and trying to be the best that you can, and then finally somebody says, you can play for us. I mean, you're good enough to play for us. So it's it was definitely a load off the shoulders that knowing that somebody out there wanted you to play for them. So you get that first offer. Where were you when you got the offer? Bring me into that moment that you finally got something positive like that. I was at their spring game, so it was back in May, I want to say April, late April, early May, and uh, I went up to their spring game, and I talked to their line coach afterwards, and he had offered me. 
So you, you get that, and then recruitment has obviously shot up here. Uh, your offers, uh, NC State, as well as Air Force, Appalachian State, Charlotte, Coastal Carolina, UConn, e ECU, uh, East Carolina, obviously, uh, Georgia State, uh, Kansas State, Liberty, Missouri, Navy, uh, Old Dominion, Syracuse, USF, Western Kentucky, Western Michigan, Wofford, and William & Mary. I read that list off. What does that mean? You know, I mean, we're, we're at a place right now where you have your pick of the litter. There's a lot of great programs in here, a lot of programs that have had success recently or are building on success. Some have changed coaching staff. Some have kept their coach for a while. What what can you tell me about this list when I read it off to you, just what it means to you to have it start with Newberry and then become what it is today? Well, I'm blessed, you know. I give everything to God. Um I do, I do what I do because of him, and um, it's just a blessing, I mean, to have those schools wanting you to play for them, and I mean, at the end of the day, I'm going to, I want to go somewhere where, let's say the coaching staff changes, I can go somewhere where I'm going to still enjoy the school on and off the field at the same time. I don't want to go somewhere just because of the football. I want to go somewhere because of the school and the football so that if I take football away, I'd be able to enjoy my experience at the school at the same time. So you look at some of those schools where you feel like you can enjoy, you know, like you said, if you took football off the table, that you'd still enjoy the school. What are some schools that are popping out to you in that respect that you feel like you could enjoy even if there was no football? Um, Syracuse, I mean, all the schools really, you know, I um, haven't had time to get up to many of them so far, but the ones I have been able to get up to are Georgia State, App State, NC State, and Coastal Carolina, and those schools I've really enjoyed visiting, and I would love to be able to go up and see Syracuse and Missouri and East Carolina and South Florida Kansas State and Liberty and all just every every school that's offered me but those are really just the ones I would love to be able to get up to see so you mentioned Syracuse a couple times you just got that offer recently here what makes you interested in Syracuse what do you like about Syracuse um I love their I love well first off being a lineman I love it's cold up there it gets cold up there and you know linemen don't really like hot weather so <laughs> yeah that's a good thing um Coach Babers is a good coach, you know. Um, I watched a lot of their games the past season, and I he doesn't back down to anybody. He rises up to them, and he punches them in the mouth, doesn't matter who it is, on any given day. And I just – I love the whole coaching staff, the ones I've talked to, and Coach Kavanaugh and um, Coach Bartow, all of those guys, they're, they're good guys to talk to, and I, I really enjoy talking to them. What can you tell me about the coaching staff? You mentioned some of those guys, so what have the conversations been like? What do you like about their personality and, and maybe what's gone on in those conversations? Um, they've just kind of been checking up on me and my family, you know, making sure everybody's okay, you know, talking about things that uh, I've kind of grown up liking and talking about football and what I like in a college. And those kind of conversations, you know, are kind of key to building a great relationship with the coaches so it's, just, it's been good talking to him. Speaking here with 2021 offensive tackle recruit Thornton Gentry. Uh, Thornton, you just said that Syracuse, you know, checks in with the family. They see how everybody's doing. And they talk about the things in football that interest you, the things that have mattered to you. 
What are those things in football that they are mentioning that are aligning with what you want? Um, just a style of offense, you know, more run blocking and pass proing, and that's kind of how I've played. Um, and it's just been just the way they run their offense and trying to hook me in on it, and that's just they've been explaining it to me, and it's been good. So you like the way Syracuse runs their offense and what it's all about. Have you played in an offense that's similar to that, the pass pro, the run blocking, uh, the the speed style? Have you played in something like Syracuse's offense? Yes, sir. We actually run it at our high school. So you have you have that, and you have that similar, you know, obviously take. So does that align you with Syracuse? I know you got a lot of schools on here, but – when you're playing it already in high school and you have an opportunity to continue that in college and they're speaking your language, does that make Syracuse enticing for you? Does it kind of give them a special place for you? Yes, sir. It does. So once all this clears, would you anticipate coming up to visit Syracuse? Yes, sir. I hope after all of this clears out to be able to get up there and visit them, get a good visit in this summer. Do you have a list of schools that you would like to visit, Thornton, when you when you look at kind of the schools that, you know, have offered you up to this point and who's already on the docket? Do you have schools that you've circled that you're intending to visit at this point? Uh, yes, sir. I have a couple that I want to be able to get up to, but um, you kind of have to, being where we are, um, you kind of have to plan out the ones that are kind of farther away. Like yeah. you got to find the ones that are farther away that you want to go to because those are the ones you can't make like all the time. So mostly the local or more, I don't want to say local, the ones that are more near nearest to me are probably usually going to be the ones that I go and visit to. So you, you do intend to get up to Syracuse, but you obviously want to visit some of the ones that are close by to, to where you're at. And you're, you know, in, in South Carolina, what can you say about life out in South Carolina and, and just what you love about it? I mean, you're in Chapin, South Carolina. What do you, what do you like about it? Oh, well, we got one of the country's best lakes, um, some of the best fishing and hunting over here in South Carolina. And all, all the people here are nice. You can't go anywhere without somebody, a stranger walking up to you and talking to you. Um, we got good football down here. Um, we got some of the best football, I'd argue, in the country. Uh, high school football in the country. And some of the best athletes. And it's just, it's a great state to be in. How do you practice social distancing in the South where people are so kind and there's Southern hospitality because I've been down there and, and, and I know what, you know, I, I haven't been to, to your part of South Carolina, but I, I've been to Myrtle beach and I've been to, uh, I've been to Charleston and, you know, I've, I've been to the Carolinas in general, been all over North Carolina. So, and I used to live in Florida. So for me, you know, I know that that Southern hospitality, how do you social distance when everybody's so kind and all the neighbors are talking? And like you said, you can't, go anywhere without somebody talking to you. So how difficult is it to social distance in a place where people like to talk to each other? Well, I mean, the other day I was at the gas station and there was a dude talking to us, but he still kept his six feet. So, I mean, they, they still keep their distance, but that doesn't that keep anybody from 
saying anything to you. <laughs> so you have now. I mean, that life has obviously been different here, and I'm going to echo the sentiments of, of somebody that's been on my show uh, in recent history last week. That I'm not going to call this the new normal because I believe that we can obviously strive to get back to things. But what can you say about how you've handled the way that life has gone recently? How, how how have you handled the social distancing and not being able to go to school and, you know, you can't, like, go to the weight room and just do, you know, your normal... I mean, people's normal routines have been changed, and the thing is, some of the stuff that we don't appreciate and we don't thank God for or really even think about sometimes is now not at our fingertips. So what can you say about how you've handled the way that life is right now and, and maybe what you've learned from it? I think everything is um, just based on putting all your trust in God and um, really uh, it's for the athletes. It's um, if you really want it bad enough, you'll find a way to get better. And I feel like there's more good that can come out of this than bad. Um, You know, I feel like after all this is said and done, I feel like we're going to come together more as people and appreciate each other more because we're not able to see each other as much as we want to now. And so I feel like after all this blows over, we're all going to kind of appreciate each other for who we are more instead of taking for granted who, who we think the other person is. That coming from 2021 offensive tackle Thornton Gentry, who's here with us from South Carolina today. And, you know, Thornton, I, I love your take on that. And there's a part of me that feels like I should have been born in the South. Not that the North doesn't have faith, because we do, but it's just that, you know, people these days seem to sometimes be afraid to say God, to talk about faith, to talk about their beliefs. But it's such a fiber of 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 the South. It's such a fiber of what what I know, what I've experienced in North Carolina, South Carolina, Georgia, Louisiana, when I was down there for Katrina relief and just how positive and good people were even through all tragedy and and obviously Florida is a second home to me so what can you say about that about about faith and not being afraid you're a young man in a society where it feels different than when I was growing up you know when I was growing up if if you didn't say thank thank God or thanks be to God you got smacked upside the head now if, if you don't say God then you know sometimes that's become a normal for some people how do you handle God and faith and not being afraid to speak your mind and speak your religion and what you care about? Well, I try to, I follow through with God. Um, I'm not, I'm not a type of person to kind of hold it in myself. If I feel like I can preach it to somebody and help somebody out, then, um, I wear my emotions on my sleeves. So, I don't, I don't hold anything back if I, I'll tell it to you how it is, and if, if I can talk about God with you, then I'll talk about God with you. I'm not going to sit around somebody and make them uncomfortable about talking about it if they don't want to hear about it, but if somebody's willing to listen, then I'll, I can have a good conversation with them. That coming from Thornton Gentry, and Thornton, I appreciate that. You sound like a wise man in young years. What's made you wise? What's made you uh, seem like somebody who, who has it together and, and obviously is doing good for themselves? Because I don't think that your generation always gets credit for being faithful, 
or having wisdom and knowledge. I think sometimes there's a bad rap for, for your generation. So where did you get all of this and, and where where did you kind of grow up maybe a little bit faster in, in, a, in, in a sense of maybe defining it? I got to give it to my dad and my mom. My dad and my mom are the ones who just over the years they've pushed a lot of information, just wisdom into me. And I think I've kind of just grown grown into it. That and Denzel Washington movies. <laughs> so you say you say mom and dad, and then you break and say Denzel Washington movies. Very very uh, you know kind of a you know an, an interesting. I've never had that in 17 years as a broadcaster. When people are thanking mom and dad, I've never had somebody go and Denzel Washington. So what what about the Denzel Washington movies? Uh, Remember the Titans is one of my all-time favorite movies. Um, I've seen it a hundred thousand times. I can probably quote the whole movie if I sat down and really thought about it. But um, just all the movies he's been in, he's always had that little, always had that kind of wise guy part in him. Even in the Equalizer and all those movies, he's always had that kind of sentimental wise man piece of him where he speaks the truth into people. Some positive things coming this morning from Thornton Gentry. Uh, Thornton, I want to I want to take a look at kind of an interesting connection that's you know besides faith in a lot of what you said today that I feel connected with you in that respect. I've had the opportunity to be around the coaching staffs and the teams of NC State as well as UConn, East Carolina, uh, Navy, obviously Syracuse, uh, USF, and Western Michigan. So. What can you say to me about some of these schools that I've named? I know you said you want to get up to Missouri, you want to get up to Syracuse, but it's kind of interesting for me that that I can tell you that, you know, I know the head coach of Western Michigan, and I've spent a lot of time, especially recently, with the head coach of Navy, and obviously uh, covered Syracuse for, you know, all of the better part of the 17-plus years I've broadcasted. USF has a new coach, but I've covered them for seven years. And East Carolina, I know Mike Houston out there. I know Randy Etzel at UConn. And I know Dave Dorn at NC State that I don't think gets enough credit for what he does. So we have an interesting connection that a lot of the people that are on your offer sheet here, I, I know them, I know their teams. So what can you say about some of these places? And, you know, I could speak highly of a lot of them. So what can you say about some of that? Um, I like NC State. Um, they were my first Power 5 offer. So um, that was they've been on my radar early. And I've been I went up there for a game – I think it was against Ball State. I don't remember. I think it was in October. But we went up and watched him play Ball State, and it was one of the greatest college football experiences. I love the atmosphere there. I love all the coaches there. Coach Garrison's he's a great guy. I talk to him on the phone all the time. Um, Western Michigan, they were my second or third offer, and so I've kept up with them. Um... USF, I've um, been talking to Coach Mo, um, but I have known Coach Scott for a long time, uh, ever since he was at Clemson. And, you know, Clemson, obviously, you know, that's a school right there in South Carolina for you that I'm sure, obviously, you're paying attention to. Do you have any schools, uh, dream schools, schools that you want to offer you that haven't offered you yet? And anybody on the list of maybe from when you were a kid or, or somebody that you enjoy watching? Do you do you have a list of, of schools that you're hoping will extend an offer to you? 
Um, I've grown up a Clemson fan, so Clemson would be cool to get. And I, I do like Georgia. UGA has always been a um, – I have family members who go to UGA. And Virginia Tech, I have family members who go to Virginia Tech. So watching those teams, those are some of the schools that have really I would love to get an offer from. You grew up a Clemson fan. If Clemson was to offer you – is that an immediate front runner for you? Where do they stand if they were to offer you? They would they would be up there, but I wouldn't say that I would instantly go there because I feel like I have to give every school or I need to give every school an equal chance where I can fit in the most, where I feel like I'm most comfortable at. So there, there's different offenses. There's different things going on. You say Syracuse plays your same offense. Navy has the triple option. Uh, a lot argue better than anybody else in the nation. Kenny Amatololo has been there for over a decade as the head coach. Do you like Navy-style offense for an offensive tackle? Would that be something that would be of interest to you? What do you think about Because Navy is so unique, and uh, and obviously we've talked about Syracuse's uniqueness, and that's connect that connection to you. What do you think about the opportunity of playing in an offense like Navy? I, I love to run block, um, so that's a – running the triple option and loving to run block is kind of a heart-to-heart kind of connection right there in itself. And being able to – and even like that blessing and honor to play in the most watched college football game in the country, the Army-Navy game, I mean, that would be cool. That's cool as well. So you have obviously the pick of the letter here and you have you have time on your side. What can you say about navigating the recruiting process now because you're going through through something that no other era of recruits have ever gone through. You and all of the recruits in this moment in time are going through a virus that has affected the entire world. You can tell this story. You're going to, God willing, be healthy, live to be 100 whatever years old, and tell this to your children, your grandchildren, your great-grandchildren. What are you going to remember about going through this recruitment and this time of life because there's no other high school football player era that can talk about something like this? Um, um, I think it boils down to um, just how much love the coaches have because you know the schools that love you the most are the ones who are going to talk to you through times like this are the ones that are going to check up on you every day uh like for example app state's been hitting me up every single day they're uh the o-line coach uh and coach watts coach clark coach chadwell all them cardwell sorry um, all of them always kind of keep up with me every single day. They always send me little graphics and stuff, call me on the phone, FaceTime me, and they're always kind of hitting me up every single day. So you have, you know, obviously, like you said, the ones that care about you are going to keep reaching out to you, especially in this time. How, how have you and your family navigated this time, and what's life been like in South Carolina as you go through all of this? I know we talked a little bit about it, but – to expand into it, you have a strong faith. So where does your faith bring you in a moment like this? Um, we've kind of kept our distance. Um, yeah, it, it helps my dad's the head coach at the high school. So 
Yeah. I can uh, kind of sit down and talk football with him and watch him. Uh, I've been watching a little bit of my old film, trying to critique myself. Um, you can go out and, well, since I use my head coach, I can, uh, he can give me a little workout to do. And um, we've done a lot of fishing and going out on the boat. So it's just kind of more family time, I think, now that can't really go out as much as we want to what do you miss the most that that you're typically used to doing around this time of year what are you missing the most right now being out on the lake with my friends and hanging out with all my friends because a lot of them are tucked away in their house as well so all of this is kind of and missing out on all these camps that are we're supposed to be going on right now and spring football we're gonna miss that and hopefully we don't miss summer workouts because summer workouts is one of the funnest times of football and so all of this has just kind of put a halt on all the good football and friends all around this time yeah, coming from 2021 offensive tackle Thornton Gentry here with us on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora inside of the Charney's Menswear and Tuxedo Studios, 3150 Erie Boulevard East in Syracuse, New York. Uh, Thornton, before I let you go here, I do want to jump into rapid fire uh, really quick. And so we're going to ask each other a couple questions here this morning. I have no idea what you're going to say. You have no idea what I'm going to say. Are you ready to play? Yes, sir. All right, fair enough. So I'm going to give you the opportunity to ask me, the, uh, the first question here, what do you got for me? Uh, what's your favorite ice cream? It's so funny that you said that because we must be telepathic. I was looking at the Carvel DeWitt logo because I work with Carvel, and in that moment you said that, my favorite ice cream. I, I really like the sweet stuff, like the cotton candy ones and the bubble gums and whatnot. Uh, I'm just, I'm a child. But I would say that cookie dough is probably my favorite. Oh, all right. What do you now? This is not my question for you. Just kind of a a jump off of yours. What is your favorite ice cream? Rocky Road. All right. So see, Rocky Road. I could roll with that because it's got a lot of stuff in it. I think the more stuff you put in ice cream, the better off you are sometimes. Yes, sir. So my my first one for you, Thornton. Hmm. What's What's one thing that if you went to the grocery store right now and somebody had bought all of it, besides like the natural bread and toilet paper and all that, what's one thing, one snack that you have to have that if you went to the grocery store and it was gone, it would break your heart? Probably beef jerky. All right. Do you have a special type of beef jerky flavor or just original? Uh, Pepper Jack Link's beef jerky. Pepper Jack Link's beef jerky. You are a Southern boy. That is for sure. So, <laughs> what's your second one for me? Uh, what's your favorite band? My favorite band. Journey is for, uh, I would say, style of music. Yeah, I'd have to say Journey. Uh, my favorite, like, singing group growing up forever, Boys to Men. But Journey from Steve Perry to uh, where they are right now with uh, Arnell Pineda, uh, they are so incredible. And to have two lead singers that are that good has been tremendous. So I would have to say uh, Journey would have to take the cake. I am a big country fan now. I wasn't before. I am now. But but Journey Journey takes it for me there. Uh, if I'm going to choose country, I will give you some nuggets here. I do like uh, Dan and Shay, and I like Florida Georgia Line a lot too. Okay, yeah. So 
I'm gonna I'm gonna keep with this here. Number one, what's this two part question? What's your favorite music, and what is your favorite group or singer from that music? Uh, classic rock is my jam. That's all I ever listened to. Okay. Um, my favorite singer is Robert Plant, Jimmy, and Robert Plant and Led Zeppelin. I love Jimmy Page. I love John Paul Jones, and I love John Bonham. Awesome. I love that whole band. So you like all that stuff. So now, do you like country or no? I like the old country. The um, Alan Jackson, David Allen Coe, Hank Williams Jr., Travis Tritt, all that old stuff is what I listen to. All right. Fair enough. I like that. So uh, I'm going to bone. I'm going to do a bonus one. I'm going to do one more since we ran through these pretty quick. You've gotten me hungry for Rocky Road and cookie dough, and I feel that that's unfair. So I hope you got ice cream in the house, Thornton. I really do. <laughs> <laughs> so what's Do you have Rocky Road in the in the fridge right now? We do not. We have ice cream sandwiches, but that's about it. All right. Well, you got more than I do right now. So uh, <laughs> what's your last one for me? Uh, what's your favorite animal? Oh man, that's easy. I, I'm okay. So I'm a Jaguars fan. So I love Jaguars, but I, I would say my favorite animal is the one that's, that's sitting right next to me inside of my studio. She actually uh, comes to my studio and she sleeps here and she's been, she's been by my side forever, but she's even more by my side uh, in recent history now, which I think is pretty cool that somehow she finds ways to love even more. But that's my, uh, that's my dog, Lily. And she's the sweetest thing in the world. So I would say uh, my favorite animal is a dog because she's she's a daughter to me and she treats me like a dad. So I'm a very uh, I'm a very proud uh, proud to be her father. I'll say that much. What kind of dog is it? It's a uh, Havanese. So she's a Cuban dog. They're small. They're like she's like ten pounds. And uh, it's funny because I live by uh, numbers. I feel like God kind of can speak to you in ways that you understand. And my numbers show up a lot. My birthday. 1021 and I just brought her to the vet and they weighed her and I kid you not her exact weight was 10.21 so <laughs> I thought that that was kind of funny um my last question for you is oh, Thornton Gentry what can I say what hmm, if you could jump into the world of any TV show or movie, like the Marvel Cinematic Universe or Game of Thrones or Walking Dead or, you know, any, I mean, you could pick FBI, Criminal Minds, literally anything. If you could jump into the world of any TV show or any movie, which one would you jump into and why? The Walking Dead. I, we love The Walking Dead at our house. We watched it last night. Um, I feel like I would fit in very well with, um, with the Hilltoppers, even though, you know, they got kind of destroyed. But, um, I feel like I would do good in the zombie world because I feel like I could lay some zombies out. <laughs> I like that. So, yeah, the Hilltoppers are not, not really doing well there. I, you know what? It's funny because I'm a man of strong faith. Sounds like you are. You know, we talk about things that matter. And this is the first time you and I have spoken on the phone. But it seems like we have a lot in common. And I love The Walking Dead. So I, I, will, I will tell you with utter certainty that if that ever happens... I'll have to find you on the road somewhere, and, and we'll uh, we'll lay some waste to some walkers together. Yes, sir. That sounds like a plan. <laughs> so you are you would fit in with it. You like the hilltop. Now, are you looking forward to the return of Maggie? Yeah, I, I heard about that, and um, I think I think the beta beta's turning into a a new man because um, he's got that half alpha face. 
face now, and he looks kind of freaky. But um, we actually took a trip to Atlanta and went and found all the locations where they filmed The Walking Dead. Oh, you did? Yes, sir. So we've um, I actually have some pictures from we went to um, Terminus. We went to Morgan's house. We found where the hilltop was. We found where all those different places were. Alexandria. We found all these different places and got to go see them. So how did you do that? Was this something that was like set up a tour that you could take or did your family just kind of research everything? Uh, We went down there for the UA All-American camp last year. And so I Google searched it and I marked them on the um, Google Maps and we just rode around Atlanta and found all the different locations. That, that is, you know what? I mean, can you, I love my family, but could your family adopt me for the day? I mean, <laughs> could that could that happen? That'd be pretty. So, does the whole family watch it? Is this is this like a sit down on a Sunday night and the whole family's watching the show? Yes, sir. That's that's about what it is. Everybody puts their phones up for an hour, and we just sit down and watch it. So I, I got to ask you: do, do you know? So so who's who's in the family? So you got mom and dad. Do you have any siblings? Yes, sir. I have a sister. She's 22 years old. Okay, so is your sister, is she is she home or is she not home? Does she watch it with you or no? She'll sometimes watch some episodes with us. She's home right now because of the virus, but um, she goes to Clemson. So, so, um, so who's the favorite? I mean, if do you know who your mom, your dad, and your sister, do you know, you said you'd be a hilltopper. Do you know where they would go? Um... I think my dad would go with more of the kingdom. He seems like a more of a kind of lion kind of guy, so he'd go to the kingdom. Okay. And my mom would probably go with me to Alexandria or Hilltop. Actually, I don't know. I could see my sister going to Alexandria and me and my mom going to Hilltop. All right, fair enough. So I, I got to ask you before I see, we should have just done a whole show on The Walking Dead because now I want to sit here all day and talk about that. So uh, I got to I got to ask you really quick, Thornton. So I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you either ors, and I want to see what you would say because I because I, I'm I'm gonna pick the you know the baddest you know what's of it. So you got to choose between the two, Rick Grimes or Daryl Dixon. Daryl Dixon. Why? He's still alive. <laughs> All right, fair enough. I should say he's still in the show. He's still in the show. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Michonne or Carol? Michonne, because she's got the two samurai swords and she can chop some people up. Who is? Who are the parents of Judith, in your opinion? Um, I think I'd give it to Michonne and Rick. Because they kind of raised her. Okay. All right. Who is who is the best villain of the show so far? Ooh. Um, I want to say the governor. The governor was a pretty bad mamma jamma. He came up into the prison with the tanks and the guns. Cut he off. Cut off gone. Herschel's head. So. Yeah, he was. He was. He was a bad dude. Were, uh, saddest moment on the show, like saddest death that you ever saw? Whenever Glenn died. Whenever Glenn and Abraham died. Whenever, at the, I think that was season seven going into eight, whenever Negan beat their heads in with the bat. Definitely. Character, <laughs> character that you missed the most? 
was a big trademark for that show. And ever since he's been gone, it's been kind of, I think some people have stepped up, but it's just kind of that missing part without Rick. All right. Fair enough. Weapon of choice. Lucille. Definitely. I would take a Lucille. All right. All right. Fair enough. And what would you like to see the show do right now that they haven't done yet? I want them to go ahead and introduce the Commonwealth because that would kind of set up for more, I guess, bad, corrupt people to come into the show. And I know they still got beta going around, but um, they introduced the Commonwealth. I feel like that would also bring in a good compromise of technology that's being used against them as well as the zombies. That coming from Thornton Gentry, we started talking about Syracuse and all of the offers. We spoke about football, and we ended with The Walking Dead. I think that we're friends now, Thornton. I think that that's safe to say. So uh, so with that being said, I appreciate your time. I pray and I hope that your family is staying safe and, and keep the faith strong down there. And I would love the opportunity to, to talk with you. I'm going to have to – there's going to be like a show after the show, and I'm going to have to text you about The Walking Dead a little bit here. But I, I, I very much appreciate your time and – and it was a ton of fun, and you never know what you're going to get in a conversation. And any anything that ends with The Walking Dead's good enough for me, so I do appreciate your time. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. All right, I'll talk with you soon. Be good. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Take care.